No, I've got I've got a high level of a high level of enthusiasm. I'm ready to go. I've got lots to talk about. I've got loads to talk about. Listen to me. Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys. We're chatting about the films that are coming out in August. It's the Guys on Film podcast. Oh, you muppet. Is that um, Jason Statham, perhaps? Uh, no. Well, I mean, it could be, but it's mostly to do with one of the films that's coming out this month. Do you not know which one that might okay. be? Not really, no. Oh, that's the Happy Time Murders. Oh, yeah, so I've got that on the list, but I couldn't find a trailer for it. Really? So maybe we can find out more. Well, you've missed out there because it looks quite interesting. It's one of the more interesting ones coming out this month, I think. Um, So anyway... Okay, you've heard it here first, and so have I. Okay, uh, so it's our August look-ahead, and we're looking ahead to the releases of August, Uh, you know, the things that we're excited about, well, mainly the things that I'm excited about. Um, and Why? Well, because, I mean, you know, it's all about me, isn't it, really? Holly turned into a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a new bad o- guy. Holly's developed... Yeah, he's changed his character. Yeah, that was my bad guy laugh as well. <laughs> what a prick. Yeah. I don't like this guy. Well... Let's see how this develops. Yeah, uh, so we're also going to be having a listen to what we've seen uh, in the in the previous month, which is July. A little chat about those things okay. as well, um, and that's it. That's all. That's everything. That's all you're getting. Okay. Don't expect anything so, else. I've also written down here the best film and the worst film and something to avoid. Okay. Because actually. Um, I think the worst film I'll still go and see. Wow. Right, okay. Guys on film. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about film. It's the guys on film podcast for real. You know what guys talk about film. It's the guys on film podcast for real. Okay, shall we get on with it? Yeah, okay. So that was a jingle. Okay. Now we What's your favourite bit about August? Favourite bit about August? Well, I'm going on holiday, so it's going to be the August going on holiday. Um, And I'm also going to see Iron Maiden, which I'm very excited about. Wow. Okay, cool. Where are you seeing them? Uh, That's in in Birmingham at the NIA. Okay, cool. Hmm. Not not a big festival? No, it's an indoor... Indoors one, yeah. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, they're playing all the classics. They're they've they've reached into their back catalogue, and they've gone. What do people want to hear? It's not new stuff. It's old stuff. Maybe we should do a bit more of that. <laughs> yeah. um, what a bit more of what people want to hear. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, my favourite bit about August is usually my birthday, but since you've snubbed it so officially and so hard this year, it's kind of taken the edge off it. I mean, have I have I snubbed it? Would you like to explain to me how I've snubbed it? You just um, you've been difficult on the old dates. When you say difficult on the old dates, just explain how I've been difficult on dates. You know, you've been unwilling to move something even three months in advance. 
What are you talking about? Events or sex <laughs> events that I've got no control over. Um, Ollie, what you do with your personal time is not of interest to me. But anyway, um, you know, people don't people people haven't paid to hear this. Your continual moaning. Um, <laughs> I mean, they also won't have paid to listen to the rest of the show. <laughs> we talk about movies, but let's get on to the movies. Yeah. So, uh, what have you seen? Tell me one of the things that you've seen in July. In July, yeah. <laughs> Ollie, I've had probably to date my least productive uh, film watching month. Wow, me too. Ev- ever. Yeah, me too. Um, here's what I think are contributing factors. One, um, it's been so hot. Yeah. And on the one hand, I think the idea of being in the cinema when it's that hot is kind of wasting good weather when we've got it. Yeah. Chance to be outside fresh air bit of sun but then you get sick um, of the fresh air the other- because it's so hot it's not it doesn't feel fresh it feels warm and feels like the inside of your shed yeah um and i think the other thing is just the idea of being in a dark room when you know it's that sunny outside has the sort of opposite effect of kind of turning you off being in the cinema right Okay, so it's a real turn. There's the appeal. There's the pull of the outside, and then it's a real turn off for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Although in America, I I kind of think that's maybe a good thing to be in the cinema because I've good aircon inside. Yeah, because we don't that. really have that, do we? Do we do we have really good aircon in the UK and cinemas? Uh, I, don't know. I think I think they're they're temperature controlled. Yeah. Well, I don't want to pay money to find out. Well, the thing is, it's been. It's been enough, at least, to put me off even using my uh, unlimited type cinema subscription card. Um, and I feel like I'm almost a month down on good viewing possibilities. Okay. Um, I did have a little bit of a troll through the stuff that I watched on Netflix okay. and Amazon. Yeah. So I had a I had a rewatch of Alan Partridge, Alpha Papa, okay. and I did find it very funny this time round. Well, okay, okay. Got better probably second time round. I've um, finally gotten through Lethal Weapon two and started Lethal Weapon three. Uh-uh. I think I mentioned it on another podcast that um, I've been trying desperately to watch those as I fall asleep. <laughs> Nar- I watched the narcolepsy just keeps kicking in. It does. Um, I watched Inner Space. Okay. The Dennis Quaid and um, Meg Ryan classic. Yeah. Steven Spielberg exec production. Have you seen Inner Space? I've seen Inner Space, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like a far east submersible in a body. Yeah, yeah, it's great, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is pretty good. And um, other than that, it's mainly been stuff that we've been covering on the, on the program anyway. There was also Ibiza on Netflix, which is just terrible. But, okay. Um, had Gillian Jacobs, who was also in um, Love and Community TV shows, and this is a movie that she's been in, and it wasn't really that good. Okay. Why? Why did you watch that? But yeah. That, Were you hoping for some like know, some just, skin or something? No, it was supposed to be funny, and it just wasn't. Or well, okay. actually, there are some funny bits in it, but it was really not good enough. Not funny enough. In my opinion. Okay. But I quite like, I quite liked Love, and I quite like Community. Both of those things were good. Okay. So those are recommendations, but they're not film recommendations. So, Ollie, what have you seen in the last month? 
Well, I'll tell you what my contributing factors are for having not really seen that much. One, I've been watching hella shark films. Um, so I've watched quite a few of those, obviously. So that's that's been yep. quite good. I've been Me enjoying too. watching the shark films. Uh, cool. and, and then there's been the World Cup. I mean, I've, I've been watching yeah. it all. I've watched all of the World Cup pretty much. Um, I slightly lost interest in the final because, you know, I don't care. Um, but yeah, the World, the World Cup's just dominated July for me. I've, I've watched a lot of it. So it's not really left a lot of time for watching movies. Uh, but I have seen one, and that is Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Skyscraper. Oh. Okay. So here comes the big opinion on Skyscraper. Then. <sighs> well... Ian, without giving too much away, I really liked it. Wow. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. You, you could basically go and watch Mark Commode's review um, that he's done for it, and I I pretty much agree with him. It's a, a turn your brain off, stupid action film that that really has no place being made. But for an hour and a half, it's just great fun. I really, I really liked it. It's just a fun, stupid film, uh, and had a lot of fun with it. More fun than, you know, say Jurassic World Two. I, I can't really pick like massive faults with it, other than that it's quite derivative. There's some quite crappy green screen effects, um, you know, and 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 it's just it's a bit, it's all a bit pointless. But it's it's pointless fun. I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, and one of my favourite... God, this fun is totally pointless. I mean, it is. It's totally pointless. It's not got any any point to it whatsoever. But it has got one thing that I really liked, and that's when he's, like, kind of doing all his mad action stunts that you can see in the trailer, like jumping inside the building and swinging around outside. There's a crowd gathered outside, and they've got this huge, big, kind of Times Square-esque jumbotron relaying all of the footage of his actions so like every time he he succeeds in doing something or he fails the audience react down below and you get to see that as the audience so you know when to react and 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 how happy to feel or how shocked to feel i I like that i enjoyed that it's like a laugh a laughter track on like a crap comedy like friend that's because um that's because they can't trust you to know how you should feel especially like you exactly um so i almost saw a film called marrowbone now okay uh this was for one of the odeon scream unseen screenings so you pay five pounds you don't know what you're going to go and see and i knew it was going to be one of a few films one i thought it was it might be one called upgrade it could have been one called Unfriended Dark Web, or it could have been Marrowbone. And out of all those three, I'd seen the trailers and I'd read a lot about it and read a lot of the reviews and opinions. And I just really wasn't feeling Marrowbone. I was like, you know, people were like, yeah, it's okay. It's not really horror. It's quite creepy, but it's pretty slow. And, you know, you've seen it a hundred times before and all the twists are dead obvious and blah, blah. And, it, and there was nothing. Like, <laughs> Everything you just said were, were ways that you could describe yourself, really. Sure. Uh, so, but basically what <laughs> if, happened If was, people would just like to rewind the podcast back a couple of times and think of Ollie as he describes Marabon, that would be um, probably worth it. Okay. Uh, uh, so anyway, basically they told me as the ticket was being printed out what the film was going to be. And I, I literally just <laughs> walked straight out. 
I didn't even go and see it. I just couldn't be asked. I could not be asked to sit through it. Um, and because I was in town anyway, I just I went to uh, the local climbing wall, uh, registered there, got a membership, and and did that instead, and had a great time. Wow. Um, and now I feel like I'm I'm Sylvester Stallone in the film Cliffhanger. Certainly moving up in the world. Yeah. But I tell you what, talking about moving down in the world, I was climbing. I was doing what I was doing a route. It wasn't particularly difficult, uh, but it was towards I mean, the is end. Is this really life scores? No, well, I'll just quickly tell you, quickly run through this. I was <laughs> I was climbing up, okay. and I lost my footing. Um, and now there's no ropes. I mean, this is like Tom Cruise. There's no ropes, okay? No ropes, just just me, yeah. And um, yeah. I fell, and I was about halfway up the wall, and I fell. And I managed to catch one of the holds on the way down and steady myself. And it reminded me of what I'd just seen in Skyscraper where he like does like mad jumps and then misses but catches something a bit lower. It felt really good. It like, felt amazing. Did you feel like The Rock? Yeah, I, I really did. That, and that was the first image that crossed my mind as I caught it, held it and stayed in place. I was like, that was like Skyscraper. I feel wonderful. You know, I had something really similar happen to me as well. I had a really similar thing happen. Um, I was pouring water out of a jug and uh, I went to scratch my head and my watch fell off my wrist. Right. But I caught it before it hit the floor. So you imagine me scratching my head and then flipping my hand back down. I yeah. caught it in midair whilst I was pouring a drink. So just finished pouring the drink, put it in the fridge, put my watch back on and had a good, good slurp. And that would have been like as if the watch was like a kind of dead man's switch for a bomb. Yeah, it was like, you that, know, like had that. life depended on it and it was watched in slow motion, people would think I was a hero as well. Yeah. But really, I was pretty, not quite sedentary. But Mun- it was a mundane action little, sequence, yeah? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, v- very little uh, energy expenditure had to go into it, but it was great reactions. Okay, well done. Um, yeah, so that's all. that's all I've seen. And that's all you've seen. What did you think to the World Cup anyway? Just, just you know, we're not guys on football, but did you enjoy it? You know what? This is probably the World Cup that I've paid the least attention to ever. Right. Um, I think I've just been kind of busy with other things. I had like a lot of like little events and things on ha- happening this month, but um, it's also been really warm and like being inside watching it on telly or I don't know in a pub rather than in a park is kind of not been what I've been doing and but I mean yeah I mean it's pretty exciting by all accounts like things happen things happened in it that um, I may have mentioned on the podcast already but somebody said mate this World Cup is illegal on like one of my uh, train journeys home because (laughs) obviously he thought the outcomes were so surprising they should be outlawed (laughs) um So, yeah, it obviously had its uh, thrills and spills, so I okay. can understand people enjoying it. I watched the tail end of it, and I watched a few games with you and friend of the podcast, Tim. Yeah, um, no, that was good. We went and to that a, was all good. We went to a little uh, pub right out in the countryside and watched the game with the locals, and that was, that was good fun. That was a highlight. So, well done, England, on getting as far as you did. Yeah, well done. That's about as much positivity about the English football team you'll get out of me. Okay, so... Let's get on to what movies we've got in August, shall we? Okay. 
guys on film. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about film. It's the guys on film podcast for real. You know what guys talk about film. It's the guys on film podcast for real. I just wanted to kick you off with one that um, is only coming out in August because of the World Cup and because England were doing okay. And that is Ant-Man and the Wasp, 3rd of August. That got pushed back uh, because of, you know, the World Cup in England. They didn't... It's already been out in America. People in America, they already know what the crack is. But over here, we've had to wait another four or five weeks. Imagine in Scotland if if somebody was desperate to see it, they'd be absolutely raging. What sort of thing might they say? For fuck's sake, Gareth Southgate can go and sling his waistcoat. (laughs) Something like that. Uh, But I'll give you the official synopsis for Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, The official synopsis! As Scott Lang balances being both a superhero and a father... Hope Van Dyne and Dr. Hank Pym present an urgent new mission that finds the Ant-Man fighting alongside the Wasp to uncover secrets from their past. Mm. So, I like the first Ant-Man. I thought I like the first Ant-Man. It's probably my favourite one of the the Marvel bunch. It was quite funny. Uh, It had some good action. It was inventive. I like uh, the guy that plays Ant-Man. You know, he's fine. I'll find out who that is now. Paul Rudd. You know, Celery Man. (laughs) Yeah, Celery Man. Celery Man. And Evangeline Lilly and uh, Walton Goggins is in it. He's good. You know, Michelle Pfeiffer. You've got Lawrence Fishburne, Michael Douglas. What a cast. Wow. So what what are we getting out of Ant-Man and the Wasp that's any more interesting than the first time round? I think we're going to get more of the same. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. It has Michael Pena, or Pena? I think it's Pena. Okay. That's how I would read it anyway, but I've never actually heard his name said anywhere. But he... um, He's been in a lot of good stuff. Yeah, he has, yeah. Um, what was it called? Not Ride Along, but the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, End of Watch. Yeah. Anyway, he's really good. <laughs> Ian, but I Ian. feel like... <laughs> uh, talking about End of Watch, if you hadn't have made that catch, it would have certainly been the end of your watch. So Ant-Man and the Wasp looks like it's kind of got shitty, douchey humour. Um, I mean, you're pretty familiar with that, but I'm not convinced it's going to be that up my street. Okay. I'm a little bit shruggy about it. I think it's going to be well put together. I think I'll quite enjoy the bits that are a little bit more action and drama based. Like, what's he got to do? What's the mission? Yeah. That sort of stuff. What's going to go I'm big? Sure what's going to go small? Very... Yeah. That's, you know, it's quite creative from that point of view, from the action sequences point of view. So I'm keen to see that stuff. Um, does this does this change your mind uh, a review from a, an 11 year old child so they say this is an amazing movie there are great messages at times it would be creepy for younger kids when the flashbacks come onto the screen but I went with one of my friends who had a 6 year old brother and an 8 year old brother and they enjoyed it and didn't find it scary there is zero gore but fist fighting is reoccurring throughout the movie the mid credit scene is shocking 
might scare younger kids. But stay for it no matter what. Language occurs, but not often. And there are two kisses with already pre-established couples. (laughs) Does that change your mind? I like the idea... I like the idea that the reoccurring fist fights are the same ones just being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> All the way throughout the film, it's just the same fist fight. Um, no, it doesn't change my mind, I'm afraid. Um, what about, what about I'm, this? I'm indifferent about it. Does and also, this we talked about it in a previous podcast. So let's... I just, I just want to know, does this on. change your mind? In the film, dozens of times... They use the word damn. Jesus's name is abused twice. We also hear two fully voiced S words and two uses that are unfinished. We also hear a dozen or so uses of damn and at least seven uses of hell, three uses of ass and one of son of a bitch. So does that change your mind? I mean, it's a swearathon. Uh, it's a damn swearathon. Not really. No. No, fine. Move on. <laughs> Move on. What have you got? You use this. You use the same voice um, for the p- parents' guide there, as you did for the child's review of it. So it's like a child had gone through the whole film and timed out specifics of the swears, tallied it down. Okay. So what have you got next? Yeah. What's what's or ta- tallied it up? Okay. Um, I'm wondering if you can guess what you think the film I'm telling people to avoid is. To avoid. Ooh. What should people avoid this month? At least from your point of view, and then maybe have a guess at my point of view. Okay. Um, hmm. From my point of view, one to avoid. I don't know. I th- oh, um, I didn't like the look of Alpha, the the wolf one. I know you do, so you know that's fine. Um, I wasn't so keen on that one, but I think you might not particularly uh, rate. Let's say dog days, whatever that is. I haven't even looked at it, but it's probably about dogs. I can't imagine you're into it. Yeah. No, that's on my avoid list. Okay. Um, that is the one bing, you've bing, bing, bing. nailed it. Um, I think Alpha didn't uh, appear on the August list on IMDb for the UK for me, but um, dog days did, and I had a look at the trailer, and it's just part of like this sort of sort of ongoing obsession with lots of films with dogs in but uh, the official synopsis is Dog Days follows a group of interconnected people in Los Angeles who are brought together by their lovable canine counterparts it in a two word Spinal Tap style review looks like dog shit so (laughs) we shouldn't spend too much time on it no that's Uh, just move on yeah okay the one that I think is the worst film and we shouldn't talk about this one too long either because we have talked talked it to death and there's been a whole month about shark films but I think the worst film of the month will be The Meg I'm almost definitely going to go and see it really? because it's yeah I mean it looks like it'll be the worst film okay but Um, but I'm well up for it yeah sure Um, I've, I've actually got some things that you will you will not have heard yet okay so this is the Meg. Here this comes about- Ollie talking about how the shark shouts. <laughs> <laughs> the shark shouts. No, um, in France, it's known as In Troubled Waters. Okay. Okay. In Greece, it's known as The Master of the Abyss. 
Okay. okay. Because it comes from Pretty the good. abyss. Uh, in Italy, it's known as simply shark. The first shark. Because as we know, the megalodon <laughs> is, is the first shark. I mean, what, what surprises me is that if the megalodon is like the first shark, then like creation or whatever, you know, evolution went went massive straight away. Like they just went, let's not do a little shark first. Let's do a fucking huge shark first. Let's do a massive shark <laughs> first. Is it actually the first one or is it just like the oldest known to man? Oldest, probably oldest known. I mean, maybe there, maybe there were little progressions before that, but you know I mean my, my kids are starting to believe that you know they might still be down there so okay you know. is that because you keep trying to scare them and yeah. just won't shut up about the Meg yeah I love it uh, so in Lithuania where we've been it's called Megalodon Throat from the Depths what do you think okay. to that one it's pretty good and, like in, it. and in Vietnam it's known as Shark Superstorm so, is that because Sharknado's done really well over there and they need to I, cross advertise? It may, it may, it may be, it may be. Um, and finally, it's known as the Meg in, you know, uh, the US because they believe general audiences wouldn't have the intelligence to understand or pronounce the word uh, Meg, um, uh, Mega, uh, Mega, Mega something, I don't know, I'm not sure. Mega lowdown? Yeah, mega, mega lowdown. Uh, yeah, so what do you think to that? That's um, quite insulting, is it? It's insulting. I'm insulted. I'm not surprised, though. I mean... The, one thing about the Meg is uh, the trailer. The trailer does sort of suggest, uh, in some roundabout way, that rather than its sort of species being the oldest on Earth, like the, the oldest shark type, it kind of suggests that it itself is the oldest and it's just been around for flipping ages. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just sort of really, it's really Blurring old. the lines of those. Yeah. I mean, a hundreds of thousands of years old shark. What? Yes, bullshit, mate. Fine. All right, move okay. on then. All right, let's, let's um, move on. We've, we've spoken about cool. the Meg All right. ad infinitum. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a question now. What's what, what's on okay. you? What's the top of your well up for list? Because I've I've got one that is head and shoulders at the top for me, and it's not the Meg. Okay, so uh, I've got two, but one of them I think I would choose to leave until stream, and one of them I think I'll watch in the cinema. Tell me the one that you're going to watch at the cinema, because it might be the same one. Okay, I would like to see, and I don't feel like this will be the same one as you. It's called <sighs> Under the Tree. No, it's not the same one. Have you seen anything about Under the Tree? Is it about Christmas and, and like presents and stuff under the tree? No. Um, okay. It is absolutely not. So it's, uh, I believe, a Swedish film. That's why I thought it's not on your list. Yeah. I mean, it's just um, my absolute disdain of Ikea. Yeah. I love Ikea. Um, I'm joking. I, I, my kitchen's are Ikean. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes your banter is Ikean as well. I don't know what that sort means. Sort of flat pack. <laughs> All right, okay. Flat pack comedy. Well, so tell me about this um, this Swedish film. 
So, the official synopsis of Under the Tree is When Baldwin and Inga's next door neighbours complain that a tree in their backyard casts a shadow over their sun deck, what starts off as a typical spat between neighbours in the suburbs unexpectedly and violently spirals out of control. Okay. Mate, it looks wicked. Wow. Okay, I mean, how, um, how violent are we talking? I mean, I don't think it's going to get to, um, like, the Nicolas Cage mum and dad levels of, like, faces covered in blood and chasing each other around the place uh-huh. sort of thing. Or, um, like, is it, what was it called? Revenge that we watched the other month. Yes. It won't get like that, but it looks dark in the sense that, like, what people start doing is stuff that, you know, like it's hard to account for why they're going as crazy as they're going. Um, It looks like brooding, quite simple, but it's got this blue velvet sort of suburban, like, idyllicness that's matched by, like, madness. Okay. And the two things coming together looks pretty good. So I'm keen to see that in a cinema somewhere. So it looks like, it looks like on the um, poster, there's a dog and a cat. So can I make a prediction? Sure. One of the neighbours poisons the other's animal that's all I'm saying that is something happens to the cat we're not sure of what it may be kidnapped or something like that but that's cat. shown in the trailer okay fine cat. so I'm, I'm on the ball um, I've just seen something else that I really like it's got a runtime of 89 minutes so it could go on for one minute longer and it would still be the perfect runtime yeah still it'd be still be okay so that's my quick sort of summary on that. I think okay. it looks pretty good. I don't know an awful lot more about it, but from the trailer, it caught my attention. But you will, of course, have to deal with some subtitles if you're going to go see it. So, Okay, I'm I'm up for it. I'll agree. I, I'm up for it. Shall I tell you what I would um, most likely wait until stream to watch? Go on then. As, as my best of the month. Yeah. Um, now, I never watched all of the first one, but... I'm quite up for the look of Equalizer 2. Oh, same, yeah. Yeah, it looks good. So, uh, here's the official synopsis. The official synopsis! Robert McCall serves as an unflinching justice for the exploited and oppressed. But how far will he go when what? when that is someone he loves? When, when that is someone he loves. Um, yeah, well, from the trailer, it looks like he... Uh, someone gets kidnapped and it's like a... F- a fully grown man that gets kidnapped, right? As opposed to like a half grown man. Yeah, well, it seems like he's like um, in the trailer, he gets a guy to start cleaning his apartment up and then someone turns up and kidnaps this dude and then that's what sets it all into uh, into motion. Um, so okay. I didn't get that, that it was someone he loves from the trailer, but someone he likes. So I think that they've released um, a couple of different the trailers wrong trailer. for this. <laughs> they've released the wrong trailer. <laughs> and he will have his justice. Um, no, I think that the most recent trailer that came out is um, another part of a scenario-based thing where he helps out a woman who's been sent home in a cab by a couple of like sort of nasty men. And he nasty goes back men. and mm. deals with the nasty men. And yeah. then the rest of the trailer that I watched didn't dwell on who the loved one was, but they talked. They had him talking to an old colleague of his, and she was kind of asking him like, "How far was he going to go in this particular case?" I don't think any of the trailers I've seen have had the person who actually gets kidnapped shown. 
Okay, um, fine. Maybe fine. I'm wrong. My question on this one, though, is um, the synopsis, but how far will he go when that someone is someone that he loves? Um, I guess, like, if he's pretty willing to go far and, like, as far as we've seen in the previous film where he kills people and sort of, like, teaches them all a lesson and whatnot, if he's willing yeah. to go that far for someone he doesn't love, then you just know he's going to go, like, a bit more crazy when... Is it, I mean, is that enough for a new film? Um, I mean, it's the Ant-Man syndrome, isn't it? You know, it's just a bit more of the same. Yeah, a little bit. This one does look one-liner as fuck. That's one thing that I wrote it's down. Positive, uh, good. Pos- got, that's a positive. Yeah. Yeah, he's got lots of um, good one-liners, and one other thing, I just want to ask you a question about this. Really, the syncopated audio bullshit trailer. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's sort of like a. Uh, an epidemic that we've got of this going on at the moment because about two or three others from this August look ahead have it as well. Yeah. Do you actually think that that's effective? And just to describe it for listeners, is the thing where in a trailer, uh, some sort of like regular sort of rhythmic beat is used um, to tie together like either action or whatever it might be to kind of make it more dramatic. Uh-huh. Is it more dramatic, dramatic or effective? What do you reckon? Well. I think that it's just been done to death now. So the first time that I saw this uh, this type of effect happen was in the original Creed trailer. The very first one that was released, it was kind of like a... And then it would be like, he'd be on the punch bag going... And then like there'd be sort of like a drum fill, but he'd be like punching in time to it. And I thought it was dead clever. Like, you know, I was really impressed by it, but yeah, now now it's just basically just done now. Yeah, it's it's quite done. They need a new uh, they need a new effect. It's basically the now it's become like the trailer womp. The so they need yeah. a, they just need a new thing now. Whatever that may be, I, I don't know. Bad bad speech editing is is probably the new thing as well. But uh, I I mean I don't hate it, but it is a bit done. Yeah, so I, I agree, it's a bit done. I think it's used in the trailer for Upgrade as well and uh, probably at least another one from this month's list of films. Okay. So, fine. I wanted to have a quick chat about a couple of others. Okay. Um, Ones that are tied together, I think, thematically. So, you already mentioned this first one. It's um, a Bloomhouse production. It's called Unfriended Dark Web. Unfriended Dark Web. Sure, and um, <laughs> Bing. I had, I had a little. Uh, I had a little look at the stats for the first one. Yeah. Um, so here's where their business model of just pumping out as much cheap stuff as possible and seeing how it does comes into its own. Yeah. The budget for the first film was one million dollars. Okay. Can you guess what the box office was for? Did Doctor Evil finance it? <laughs> yeah, he's really <laughs> willing to give that much. Um, can you guess what the box office was for the first one? Oh, probably shitloads, like like off the charts. Let, let, let me say a hundred and ten million. Okay, you're an idiot, but um, sixty-four million ain't bad. Okay, sixty-four point one million. So is that worldwide? Over or sixty-four US? times the return. Um, it doesn't uh, actually confirm that here. Let me just see box office mojo. Domestic total gross thirty two, so the sixty four will be worldwide. Okay, fine. I mean that's still a good profit. 
It is indeed. So this time round, uh, I actually never saw the first one, but it looks very similar to the first one because I saw the trailer for it. Um, It also looks similar to a thing that I watched a while back that Elijah Wood, I think, produced and starred in alongside Sasha Gray, ex-porn model, um, called Open Windows. Now, my comment, I wrote down a couple of little notes here on Unfriended Dark Web. Um, Have you written down the official synopsis? Because we're just talking and no one knows the hell what we're talking about. The hell what we're talking about? What the hell are you talking Uh, about? Uh, I can I can read it out. The official synopsis. A teen comes into possession of a new laptop and soon discovers that the previous owner is not only watching him, but will also do anything to get it back. Oh, yeah. So this is um, if people go and check out the trailer, they'll get it very quickly. But it's basically played out on screen, um, sort of from the point of view of like you're inside someone's laptop. And yeah. you can see what's on the screen. It's like you're being screen shared into the lives of a person. And um, there's lots of sort of like communal voice calls and lots of friends. And then lots of like windows open up on different sort of parts of the screen. Then these messages that come from the baddie. And that's what's exactly the same as the format. The baddie. The format. The baddie. Yeah, the baddies. Um, How old are you? <laughs> Is is it Skeletor? Yeah, it is Skeletor. (laughs) That's the twist. I hope Um, it is. But it's basically the same as Open Windows, and they tried it, but I don't think that Open Windows was as uh, successful. However, what I think is I'd be kind of keen to see it, but I think the format's quite restrictive. It's kind of like nauseating being stuck in the same sort of screen space for that long yeah um the the only window you have into the world is through the lens of a webcam and it's quite annoying okay so i think people who are not that interested in the setup will become frustrated because the format doesn't kind of let anything else happen Okay. Uh, it's also got a lot of implausible shit as well like i think it subscribes to the idea that there are like on the dark web it is entirely filled with people who have access to smart home technology to turn lights on and off in houses right and now i know uh, pierce brosnan i know that some of these people are pretty you know pretty sharp with all their kit but we're not at a place yet where everyone has a smart home so the hackability of a standard light bulb doesn't seem realistic to me okay um, yeah fine and then so the other the other one that's related I'll just go through this very very quickly because it's essentially looks like the same sort of thing um, it's called Searching did you see this one on the list at all? I did see this one on the list and, and I did also note that they're potentially similar uh, films they're, they're friends there's a you know, okay, so the official synopsis is... The official synopsis! After a 16-year-old daughter goes missing, a desperate father breaks into her laptop to look to, what? To, for clues to find her. Now, the thing is, the twist in this one is almost given away in the trailer. I Go think. on. What is it? What's the, um, what's the potential twist? I think the potential twist, based on the trailer, is the father that's looking for her has actually been doing bad things, and <sighs> he's created the scenario where she's gone missing, and he's distraught about it but just to cover up the fact that he's the one that's done suiting bad so it has John Cho in it as the father 
um, the person that I'm going to be calling the baddie. Okay. Um, and John Cho is known for sort of Star Trek as Sulu, the newer Star Treks, and um, yeah, bits and bobs, other stuff. So might be all right because he's in it and he's I think he's pretty good but okay. I don't know it's got the same thing where it suffers from being just restrictive and in the screen so sorry I've talked a lot about horror type stuff now what else have you got well I, I guess we've only got like three minutes 30 left so I I guess I should tell you which one I'm looking forward to the most okay uh, but before that I'll just I'll, I'll give you a couple that I think look quite good there's one called Beirut that looks quite good um, John Hamm's big screen turn by the sounds of the trailer. Yeah, yeah, it looks Critics quite good. It looks quite it's... tense. Um, up for that, up for that type of film. Uh, it looks looks pretty decent. There's also Black Klansman by Spike Jones. Um, I really like the look of that. It's supposed to be brilliant. It's supposed to be his best film in years. Wow. Um, I mean, I don't think that's going to be particularly hard with stuff like the Old Boy remake and things like that but this is supposed to be like a proper like proper proper return to form like really good film so very much up for for that one um there's the slender man that looks shite sure and looks absolute dross um not not for it i've played the game but you know it has a far away far away look away ah they're closer um scare in it so pretty standard fare there um, yeah, uh, there's the Happy Time Murders. I'll just quickly read you the official synopsis. The official synopsis! When the puppet cast of an 80s children's TV show, <coughs> Sesame Street, begins to get murdered one by one, a disgraced LAPD detective turned private eye puppet takes on the case. So this stars Melissa McCarthy, um, and the, the tagline is No Sesame, All Street. Um, so basically it's a little bit sausage party by the looks of things like adult humor but it looks it looks better than that because i think if you remember i was a little bit turned off by sausage party because it it looked like it was just continual dick jokes and and whatnot um but supposedly it's not that bad and there's a little bit more to it than that but i I never gave it the time of day Uh, this film is actually directed by brian henson who's the son of jim henson the creator of uh, Sesame Street um, oh. and Brian Henson also directed stuff like Muppet Treasure Island so that was his last film in fact you know so he's, so he's, he's here's, going, going mental here's my question on this the reason I was kind of turned off even given at the time of day was I didn't realise from the picture that's shown on IMDB that it's Melissa McCarthy that's in it and the quality of the picture is quite low and there was no trailer and I felt like because of the subject matter, they were trying to make a film about Sesame Street characters, but without the license to do so. Are they? I think, do you know? I, yes, you they are. Are they, they are actually referring it. to them properly? I mean, they've referred to it on the poster. Yeah, and but it they're basically being taken to task by the, by the current production company of Sesame Street for doing so. So no, it's not. it's not licensed, but it's basically like you know, these are essentially, okay. you know, Sesame Street-esque puppets. But it's, you know, it's got all sex jokes, drugs jokes, fighting, murder, gore, all that kind of stuff. Okay. I mean, it would have helped if you'd have seen the trailer. I wonder how far that will really get. 
um, because the trailer is not even on Amazon right now, and I assume that's probably because of some rights claim. I know it's you, a bit what, of a what do you mean it's guess. not on Amazon? Sorry, it's not on IMDb right now. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, it's on YouTube, so you could always look at it there. Um, but we're just we're just out of time, uh, and I'll tell you which one I'm looking forward to the most because it it looks like it reminds me of. Uh, something like the guest uh, and his up- upgrade. I'm up for it. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, by the sounds of that reaction, you're fully not up for it. But I'll give you the official synopsis anyway. So, <coughs> set in the near future, technology controls nearly all aspects of life, probably even like light switches and stuff. Uh, but when Gray, a self identified technophobe, probably has like physical light switches still, probably one way you know, has had his world turned upside down. His only hope for revenge is an experimental computer chip implant called STEM. So I think it looks pretty good. It looks like a a violent, ridiculous, futuristic kind of violence fest. It it looks a bit grindhousey, I think, as well. Like, well high concept. And the whole thing about the the film (laughs) is, it's a little bit like Spider-Man Homecoming, where the Spider-Man suit has a mind of its own and will give information to uh, Spider-Man and can have all these different settings. So this guy, his, it looks like his wife gets killed. He gets shot. He's completely paralyzed. Gets this stem implant into his neck, which is like a computer chip. And the computer chip controls all of his muscles and allows him to walk and that again. And he goes for re- revenge and he finds out that basically this STEM program, this computer, this chip, uh, has got you know very good self-preservation. So you can tell STEM to uh, protect you and to take over, and it'll just turn you into a badass, and you'll just be like fighting yeah. and like just killing. And I think it looks good. I think it looks. I like the look of the. There's a bit of a kind of slapstick quality to the fights where he he's basically fighting bad guys or baddies, but his his body's doing all the fighting, which is being taken over by a computer, but his face is quite horrified at what he's doing. And I, quite, I like the look of that. It's a good, to me, I mean, it might get really played out within the first five, ten minutes, but to me, that's quite a good visual gag. I like that. So I'm up for. I think upgrade. it was a visual gag that put me off, probably, because oh, there's one 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 part in it where like he's fighting somebody and he pulls like sort of embarrassing Michael Jackson style dance move where he has to move his face <laughs> to look the other way to avoid an oncoming punch. And but that's I think that's because he because the implant only controls the neck oh. down. That he I can't move it. his head, it. so his hand moves the face out of the way. Yeah? Okay? All right? It. Just think. Think. <laughs> I understand. You understand now. It's uh, it's not for me, mate. Really? I don't think. I think okay. um, it looks a little bit horrible Henry to me. What? Oh, right. Oh, you mean hardcore Henry? Hardcore Henry. Hor- hardcore horrible Henry. Henry's oh. like a kid's TV program. 
Yeah, hardcore Henry. It looks a little hardcore Henley. Hen- do you think? Henley to me. Do you think I can maybe say the name of that film? No. Okay, um, a bunch of other things coming up that are kind of um, interesting at least, but uh, we've run out of time, I'm afraid. Yeah, so we've, we've we're going to have to maybe mention them if we see them. One for the kids, Christopher Robin. Is this like Bullseye? One for the kids, Christopher Robin. Right, we'll move on. Uh, if you would like to tell us what you watched last month, because we d- really didn't get a chance to see much, then let us know. If you'd like to tell us what you're looking forward to most this month, then let us know. And you can do that by recording a voice message on your phone and emailing it to guysonfilmpodcast at gmail.com or sending it to us on facebook.com forward slash guysonfilm. And if you'd just like to send us a message, you can get us at GOF Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter probably best for the sort of text-based chat than Instagram. But uh, yeah, find us in all those places. And also, we'd still like you, if possible, to let us know what you think of the podcast and fill in our survey, which is at the top of our Facebook and Twitter page. So just go on there. It'll only take you five minutes and then tell us what's good and what's bad. Can you find um, us on the dark web? Um, I've found you on the dark web. Cool. Bye. <laughs> You've got a real big presence. <laughs> Bye. www.theshed.darkweb .darkweb Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how you get on the dark web, isn't it? Just type dot dark web okay yeah cool uh well done Uh, save that